is finally March Madness. The 2021 NCAA bracket has finally been released. It has been a bracket two years in the making, and here we go. I'm Christian Taylor. That's Tyler Richards on the underrated. Well, we've worked our way through the conference tournaments. Uh, I don't think it was that close. Just saying. I mean, I think I only had a handful of teams that I was right on. So this is going to be interesting here, Christian. I yes. feel like I did not do a good job. There was a lot of surprises that shocked me this year. Uh, one of them being Georgetown just completely running over the Big East. Correct. And uh, Georgia Tech just basically walking into the championship game after a positive COVID test from Virginia. And same thing with Kansas. Kansas getting a positive COVID test and Texas walks into the Big Ten champion or the Big 12 championship and they win that one. Yep. And then Oregon State just shocked the hell out of everybody. I was expecting Colorado to come in there and just clean house, which they looked like they were doing. They had a great a great win against a, a very highly ranked USC Trojans team, and they just looked good. But all of a sudden, they just ran into a wall that was the Oregon State Beavers in that championship game. Indeed, indeed. Some crazy results. Not uh, I told this to you earlier today, Tyler. Not the most exciting of conference tournament finals when it comes to game and points wise, because so many of these were so lopsided. Um, Grand Canyon, believe it or not, had no problem with New Mexico state. UC Santa Barbara late into the night had no problem with UC Irvine. Houston was all over Cincinnati. Um, Georgetown was all over Creighton. I mean, our closest games was Mount St. Mary's for the NEC uh, Gonzaga, to an extent, against BYU, even though we knew how the result was going to go. Um, Oral Roberts against North Dakota State. And really, even the Iona against Fairfield was a nine-point game. That was still closer than a lot of them that we saw. So nothing too out of the blue. Uh, the Georgia Tech-Florida State game was, was pretty close, too. That was maybe one of the best ones. And I think my favorite was... Conference USA with North Texas and Western Kentucky. That one going down to the water, but everything else, just uh, not that great in my opinion. But yeah, that was that was a good overtime game for the Conference USA championship between Western Kentucky and North Texas. I thought the Big Ten championship was probably one of my favorite yeah, ones. That was a good one. I yeah. watched the entire thing on that one. A ten was pretty solid. Yeah. VCU had a little bit of a run there. Bones, um, the. Uh, Bones couldn't get started for the Rams, though, in the first half. He ended up sitting the bench, no points and three fouls, I think, with 10 minutes left in the first half. So not much uh, progress from your top scorer. So that's going to hurt you in the long run if you're Mike Rhodes in the VCU Rams. So, But they're in the tournament. I'm happy to see them back. But St. Bonnie's getting their second win. Uh, congratulations to them. Uh, the Bonnie's back in the tournament, first time since 2012. Happy to have St. Bonaventure back. Let's whip through these here, what we predicted, what actually happened. All right, the American. Houston was the winner. I had Houston. Who did you have, Tyler? I also had the Cougars. Okay. I thought Kelvin Sampson had the best team overall in the American this year. Yes. Okay. The A-10. I had St. Louis and St. Bonaventure won. I had the Bonnies winning it. I okay. thought the Bonnies had a great season. All juniors, by the way, Christian – this is a team that's going to be even better next year when that team's going to be seniors. They'll be ready to go next Absolutely. year for sure. The America East. Uh, Hartford won it. I had Vermont. 
America East, I had UMBC winning it. Okay. All right. Um, ACC, uh, the winner was Georgia Tech. I had Virginia. Uh, I also had the Who's, I believe. Uh, yes, I had Virginia. Okay. Atlantic Sun, Liberty won it. We both had Liberty. Correct. Big South, Winthrop won it. I believe we both had Winthrop. Yep. Big 12, the winner was Texas. I had Kansas. I also had Kansas. Okay. Big East, Georgetown was the winner. I had Villanova. I had Creighton winning it, which they made it to the title game yes, and did. basically laid a goose egg. That's correct. <laughs> and they backed into the tournament embarrassingly. Big Sky, winner was Eastern Washington. I had Weber State. I took Southern Utah, who got upset by Montana State in the semis. Yes, they did. A wacky Big Sky, for sure. Uh, Big Ten, winner was Illinois. I had Iowa. I believed in the Illini from the get-go. I said it originally when the bracket was revealed for the Big Ten tournament, and Illinois ended up winning it, and I picked the Illini. Very nice. The Big West, winner was UC Santa Barbara. I had UC Irvine. I also had the Anteaters. Okay. Colonial, winner was Drexel, believe it or not. Uh, I had Northeastern. I also had the Huskies. Conference USA, winner was North Texas. I had Western Kentucky. I had La Tech. Okay. Uh, Horizon League, winner was Cleveland State. I had Northern Kentucky. I had Wright State. That's right. Okay. Uh, The MAC... The Metro Atlantic. <laughs> uh, the winner was Iona. Shocking. Uh, I had Monmouth. You called it, by the way, Christian. I you did. said if Iona gets past Siena, Siena. they're yeah. winning this thing. And they did. Yeah. And I had Siena. Yeah. It was just written, wasn't it? That team, they could not play a game all year, but yet still make it to the tournament. Because... As in a 15 seed as well. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, the Mid-American Conference, Ohio was your winner. I had Toledo. I took the Zips. Missouri Valley, Loyola Chicago won. We both had Loyola Chicago. Porter Moses Ramblers back in the tournament, first time since 2018. That's right. Uh, the MEAC, winner was Norfolk State. I had North Carolina a and I actually had the Spartans in this one. Okay, all right. Uh, Mountain West. Winner was San Diego State. I had San Diego State. I took the Colorado State Rams in this one. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, the NEC. Winner was Mount St. Mary's. I had Bryant. I also had Bryant. Ohio Valley. Uh, winner was Moorhead State. I had Eastern Kentucky. I had Belmont. Pac-12. Winner was Oregon State. Another shocker. Uh, I had Colorado. I also had the Buffs. Patriot League. Winner was Colgate. I had Navy. Also with the midshipmen. Okay. SEC. Winner was Alabama. I had Arkansas. I also had the, had the backs. <laughs> SoCon. Winner was UNC Greensboro. I did have them. I took Wofford in this one. Yeah, yes, that's right. It's not a bad choice either. No, Wofford always plays strong in the SoCon. They do. Southland. Winner, Abilene Christian. I had Abilene Christian. I also had the Wildcats. Summit League, winner, Oral Roberts. I had North Dakota State. I had South Dakota State. 
Sunbelt winner was Appalachian State. I had Texas State. I also had the Bobcats from San Marcos, Texas. The SWAC winner, Texas Southern. I had Prairie View A&M. Also had Prairie View A&M Panthers. The WAC uh, winner was Grand Canyon. I had New Mexico State. I took the Lopes in this one. Good, good. And finally, the WCC, Gonzaga the winner. I had Gonzaga. I also had the Zags. All right, so for me, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That is abysmal. I had 10. Okay. Tyler wins the conference tournament predictions. Yeah, by two points. Unbelievable. I literally thought I had a great picks, some great picks, but Virginia having the positive COVID test kind of screwed me there. Also, Kansas having a positive COVID test kind of screwed me there. Yep. Uh, Oregon State coming out of nowhere. Georgetown coming out of nowhere. I possibly could have had 14 points in yep. the with this that's that's 100 correct i and that's just it i was confident on kansas they always win it i was confident uh fairly confident with virginia um confident with uc irvine confident with northeastern um yeah I, I, even navy too and, and prairie view a&m but yeah <laughs> yeah crazy stuff well, the crazy results but but Lopsided games. Crazy results, lopsided mm -hmm. games. Absolutely. All right, Tyler. Let us head to the NCAA tournament, shall we? Yeah. All right. Firstly, let's start with the play-in games before we head to each region. All right? So there's going to be two play-in games on the West. And fitting, uh, or weird, really, we usually don't see this, but every one of these play-in games are – on the left side of the bracket. So they're doing it differently this year where they'll do all the play-in games on the Thursday. And then the two weekend games, as we've used to been seeing on Thursday and Friday, will be Friday and Saturday. Mm -hmm. And then the next two games or weekends or next round will be Sunday and Monday instead of Saturday and Sunday, which I kind of like a lot better. So our play-in games, let's start with the West. Uh, the 16 seed to play the one seed Gonzaga, Norfolk State, and Appalachian State. Should be a good matchup between these two teams. Uh, Spartans coming in here out of winners of the MEAC and uh, Appalachian State coming out of nowhere winning the Sun Belt, to be honest. They were not expected to win the Sun Belts. But here's the thing. I mean, no key injuries for Appalachian State. I believe there's no key injuries here for Norfolk State. And it all centers around two players. Adrian Delph, the point guard for uh, the Mountaineers for Appalachian State, and Devontae Carter, the point guard for the Spartans, uh, 15 and a half points for Carter. And he's been one of your leading guys for time, too. He's only he's played about 33 minutes a game. And it's the same thing with uh, Delft. Delft's played about 33 minutes a game as well, 13.2 points. Who do you have winning this game? You know, from the history of it, I mean, No Fork State always shows up for the tournament. I mean, they were 15 seed one year and upset – um, Missouri, Missouri mm -hmm. in 20, 2012, the same year that uh, Duke got upset by Lehigh. But you know what? I'm going to take the Appalachian State Mountaineers in this one. I think that they've got a little more experience than this, and I feel like this is unbelievable. It's a great run, especially after losing six of seven games to close the regular season. Mm -hmm. They just ran through the Sun Belt. They're one of the hottest teams in a, probably a mid-major squad. 
Yeah, they are one of the hottest teams. And what's fascinating about Appalachian State is they're a grinded out team and they do not win pretty. But they're going to take it to Norfolk State. Norfolk State uh, haven't seen too much of that in the MEAC or Appalachian State. They're, they're kind of used to this, again, grinded out game. So I think they'll edge Norfolk State there. Uh, the uh, chance to play USC as the sixth seed, the 211s, also still in the West, Wichita State against Drake. Former Missouri Valley opponents, as we talked about this earlier when we were watching the selection show together, Christian, when they revealed the bracket, I like this matchup. Wichita State coming in here, uh, they were favored to win the American and lost to Cincinnati in the semifinals. Uh, Tyson Etienne is your number one player here. Uh, 17 points, uh, 13, uh, three and a half rebounds. He's got a couple of, usually gets a couple of assists. He averages about 34 minutes a game. And you got two key players possibly out here. Uh, Tevin Wade with an undisclosed injury. He's expected to return for the game on the 18th. And then Jaden Seymour, he is out until the 16th. Not injury related, though. So it's interesting to see what that's going to be. But Tevin Wade is one of your, uh, he averages about eight minutes a game. So you get some good playing time. You're not missing any key players. The, uh, on the other hand, Here's the thing with Drake. I love the Bulldogs. Great team. A lot of good players from around this area of Indiana, actually, the region. Uh, Shaquan Hemphill has been their leading scorer, 14.1 points. Averages about 27 minutes. This is a team that likes to rotate in and out. It's one reason why I like the Bulldogs. But I don't like them in this sense, in this sense especially with Hemphill, with a, get, with a day-to-day foot injury. Possibly good to come back on St. Paddy's Day. It's got to be cleared, though. Roman Penn is out for the season. He's done until next season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was one of your good, one of your best players on Drake, and Noah Thomas out with personal reasons as well, out until next season. But I like the Shockers in this one. I think that the Shockers could do this, and I'll say it this: I think the Shockers could possibly pull an upset against USC in the first round. No, I completely agree. I think if Wichita State are to get past Drake, just as I also said with the Iona against Siena in the MAC tournament. Uh, Wichita State, if they can get past Drake, they can scare some people in this tournament. But unfortunately for me, I like this Drake team a lot. I I like the way they score. I know they're missing a couple guys. But, I mean, Drake haven't gotten to this point without them, and they still put up a fight to Loyola Chicago. I think Loyola Chicago would have no problem against this Wichita State team. So – uh, for me, I think this is a Drake move on. Uh, I'm not saying they're going to go far at all, but this also kind of strikes me as, do you remember, it was a handful of years ago, Aaron Kraft was still with Ohio State. Yes. And Ohio State weren't going to go and play Dayton. They didn't want to go down and play them because, uh, A, they, I don't know if they wanted to embarrass themselves or, or something like that. Dayton wanted to play Ohio State, wanted the opportunity to play them. Correct. And they just didn't do it. But they drew each other in the tournament, and Dayton went in and won, played their guts out. Same with Wichita State against Kansas a few years ago as well. Yeah, that was a first-round game. I remember watching that in yearbook class, I believe, my senior year of high school in 2014. I remember that game because I remember a bunch – everybody in the yearbook room had Ohio State, me being the only sane person. I picked the Flyers – for the six twelve for the six eleven upset, I believe that was that year. Yep, and literally came down that last play with Kraft trying to drive to the basket. He tries to 
draw a foul on one of the Dayton players. There was no call from the official. There was not enough contact. I totally agreed with the call, and Dayton moved on, and it just showed you that maybe Ohio State was a little nervous to play mm-hmm. Dayton because they knew they could not stand. I believe that was all – I think that was probably Thad Mata's second to last year too there as well. Absolutely. This game to me – and Wichita State was the same thing against Kansas. They got the opportunity. They beat them. I think it was a 10-2 or a 7-2 upset over the Jayhawks mm-hmm. uh, one year as well. That was still – I think that was our early years of college. But – For me, this just seems like one of those matchups to me. I don't know what it is because Wichita State, them and Creighton have kind of been the kings of the Midwest, of course, along with Kansas, but they're in a different category. Um, Wichita State and Creighton were good enough to move away from the Missouri Valley into better conferences. The American for Wichita State and the Big East for Creighton. I think Drake wants to also prove that they're also a very dominant team. And I think they're going to come out guns ablaze and give Wichita State some trouble and beat them. Okay. So all right. I like, I like it. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's head to the the East very briefly. The couple of playing games. The 16 seed uh, to play Michigan, Mount St. Mary's against Texas Southern. Uh, Texas Southern's led by their key point, their key guard, and Michael Weathers, 16 and a half points a game. But Mount St. Mary's, they're one of the best defensive teams I've seen in a while come out of the NEC. Jalen Gibbs is your leading scorer. Average is almost a full game time, minus about five minutes, and 16.5 points. So both their key players average the exact same. But I think that the defense of Mount St. Mary's is going to be a little more overwhelming than the, for the offense of Texas Southern. Texas Southern just went in and upset Prairie View A&M. Prairie View A&M was on, what, I think a 14-game win streak at that point. And uh, – I thought that Bryant was going to escape uh, Mount St. Mary's because it was home, but Mount, Mount St. Mary's came in to Bryant, beat the Bulldogs on their home court, uh, something that no team in the NEC has done this season, and I feel like that's not, that's not the end of the Mount. I got the Mount moving on to play Michigan. Yeah, I actually do as well here. Uh, the, the SWAC doesn't seem to perform when it comes to the tournament. Um, and Texas Southern, they've made it so many times, and every, every time they just get ousted. Also, this 16 seed is a seed that the NEC has also performed in in the past. Barely Dickinson in the last tournament won this game as a 16 seed. I believe Mount St. Mary's have won this game as a 16 seed as well. Also, what worries me for Texas Southern is the size that Mount St. Mary's have down low. We saw what they were able to do against Bryant, who didn't really have that size, and they manhandled them down low. And I think they're going to do the same here uh, to the Tigers. Mount St. Mary's moves on. To uh, the final play-in game in the East, to 11 seeds, Michigan State and UCLA. <laughs> Battle of champions here, basically, is what they're calling this. UCLA, the m- most uh, NCAA championships. Michigan State, usually a powerhouse when it comes here, but a little bit of an offseason for Sparty up there in East Lansing. Oh, man, you know how much I love the Spartans, Christian. Aaron Henry's one of my favorite players to watch. He's great this season. Missing one player in Foster Lawyer. UCLA, you got to feel like this just killed them, though, on the inside. You lose to Oregon State in the, in the quarterfinals of the Pac-12 champ tournament, and now you're one of the last four teams in. You think this has got to piss off Mick Cronin's boys up there in, um, in, a, at a, in L.A., but I'm not sure. 
here's the thing. It's going to be Johnny Jazang versus Aaron Henry. And here's, I got to go with Tom Izzo. I trust his gut all the time. And Tom Izzo knows how to win when it comes to March. He never bows out in the first round. This is the first time he's playing in a first four game in a first four game mm-hmm. in his career. So I feel like this is a good advantage for Sparty. And I think Sparty's going to take this game. Yeah, this is uh, this matchup has all the readings of the team who could because remember each year there's always an 11 seed that makes a little bit of a run, and I think this one right here, whoever wins this game, could be that team. Wichita State could do the same up top, but I think this one's a little more likely. What I have learned in my very short life, 24 years, <laughs> is you do not bet against Michigan State in March. You do not. I don't care how good UCLA is. And again, they could have been a little bit better, granted. Uh, I agree that they deserve to be in this tournament. But when you're playing a team like Michigan State, who was able to beat some significant opponents uh, down the stretch for making it to the Big Ten tournament, um, I think they're ready. And they're, Tom Izzo's going to light a fire under them here. And uh, there's no way he's going to stoop down to losing a play-in game. No way. So Michigan State move on to play BYU. All right. Let's start with the West. All righty. Gonzaga. Actually, we, the only one we disagreed on there was Wichita State Drake, I believe. Correct? Uh, yes. Okay. I, have, I have the Shockers moving yeah. on. You had the Bulldogs. Yes. Okay. So our 116, Gonzaga against Appalachian State or Norfolk State if they win that. I mean, this game was made for Gonzaga. I have them scoring at least 90 points against either team, no matter what. Gonzaga moving on to the second round, no problems asked. We really don't even need to discuss this either because uh, they're going to run both of these teams out of the gym. It's, it's not going to even be close. Uh, I know it's like, oh, got the 16 seed over one. No, sorry, not this time around. <laughs> not this time around. Uh, that's, that's Virginia in the past. Gonzaga don't lose in the first round. So they'll be through here. Okay. The eight seed Oklahoma against the nine seed Missouri. Man, Oklahoma did not look good in that big 12 tournament, really. A big blowout loss to, well, a little bit of a comeback against Kansas, but really played close against a two-win Iowa State team in the first round. And then you had a nice little comeback against the Jayhawks, but the Jayhawks just came in and slammed the door. Missouri, on the other hand, beat Georgia in the SEC tournament in the first round, then bowed out to Arkansas in the second, in the quarterfinals. So, and here's the thing. I do like, I don't know if Lon Kruger, here's the thing. He just can't win when it comes to March. It seems like sometimes he gets farthest. I think he's gotten once was the final four, but that was back with Buddy Heald, I think still on the team. And that was a long time ago, Christian. And uh, the SEC, I mean, that's a basketball It's a basketball conference. I really like the Tigers in this one, and I think I'm going to go with them. I got the nine seed moving on here to play Gonzaga, Missouri Tigers. Both teams are backing into this tournament. Uh, 0-4 regular season to end for, for Oklahoma, and Missouri ended up losing six of their final nine. So either way, this is still a toss-up. It's a perfect 8-9 matchup for me. I think Oklahoma – it needs to be lower than an eight seed for me. They need to be at least a 10 with that 15 and 10 record. But uh, here they are. 
And I think Missouri will take care of business here. I agree. We discussed this during the selection show. I remember when Oklahoma made the tournament as a 10 seed with almost a 500 record. And the only reason they had him in the tournament was because everybody wanted to see Trey Young. That's the only reason they had him in the tournaments. Correct. I, I remember that too. Oklahoma gets a little bit of bias, don't they? <laughs> when it comes to every this. power five school gets every a little time. bit of bias. Yeah, you're right. Every a Belmont at an eight would be better than this Oklahoma team, maybe at this eight here. <laughs> All right, the five seed Creighton, twelve seed UC Santa Barbara, and we begin our five twelves. <laughs> The 5-12 matchups are always the trickiest ones to pick. And here's the thing. Creighton, they looked good coming into, the ter- coming into this uh, Big-, Big East tournament, especially after Georgetown lost t- or beat uh, Vill- Villanova in the semifinals. And I thought that Creighton was just going to walk in and just destroy the Hoyas, but it was completely opposite. Uh, Coach McDermott team did not have a plan for, against Patrick Ewing's uh, Hoyas. It seemed like, I mean, you got two good point, two good guards going at it here together. Uh, Marcus Zegarowski for the Blue Jays and Jacory McLaughlin for the Gauchos. And here's the thing: UC Santa Barbara. I mean, I had UC Irvine winning the E win the Big West, but these Big West teams, when they're a 12 seed, look out because they like to upset teams. And here's my first upset of the tournament, Gauchos over the Blue Jays. I, uh, I very much like the decision, and I spent a while thinking about this too. Uh, my problem, man, what's, what's so scary about UC Santa Barbara is they're on an 18-1 run. That is shocking. And they made UC Irvine look ridiculous there in the Big West. However, uh, the Big West is one of the weaker conferences. And there's a reason why UC Irvine has been winning this each year. It took a team with guts like the Gauchos to actually go in and win, finally. Um, they finally put together a good team. Creighton are still good. As you mentioned, Marcus Zagorowski is great. They're a great shooting team. Uh, I think they were just caught off balance by how hot that Georgetown team is. I don't think that notes how bad Creighton is. I just think that notes just how on fire Georgetown were. Uh, and I think, I think Creighton wins this, and I have them moving on past the Gauchos. All right, four seed Virginia, 13 seed Ohio. You know, this is another good pick I like. Uh, Virginia, we don't know what's going to happen with them right now. They could be replaced by Louisville at this point, possibly. No one knows what's going to happen because they have to have seven negative days of COVID tests before they can play. And they're traveling to – I think they're still probably quarantining in uh, Charlottesville or – in Indianapolis in somewhere. Or, yeah, wherever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, in Greensboro, where the tournament mm-hmm. took place. Yeah. And here's the thing. And I, when I was listening to uh, CBS HQ about the tournament, Virginia really doesn't have the star team that they had from 2019, where they had at least, oh, man, I think they had at least three te- guys that went to the NBA. Kyle Guy, uh, Hunter was one of them. Uh I don't know if uh, Diake Matembe was still was mm. on the, is still on that team, but it's interesting. And here's the thing: Ohio's hot. The Bobcats are looking good. They came into that champ MAC championship against the Bulls, and they completely shut them out. They knocked off the top seed uh, Toledo Rockets in the semis. You know what? 
this is another upset. Here's my 12, thir- here's my 13, four, four upset. I got the Bobcats moving on. Wow. You'll have a 12, 13 there in the next round. Um, yeah, Virginia, to me, I, I just I don't know how confident I am here. They're the same Virginia team where they're low scoring. They, allow, they don't allow a lot, and they don't score a lot. Ohio's the other way around. They allow a lot, and they score a lot. Uh, James Pre- uh, Jason Preston is one of the greatest players uh, in the nation right now, and uh, we saw it in the MAC championship game. And I think I got to go with Ohio here. Ooh. I really do. And uh, I, I love this matchup. This one is another one that had me thinking, but I just got to go with these Bobcats here. And whatever is the MAC team that goes to the tournament, uh, they never keel over. They are always playing it close, no matter who it is. Buffalo a couple seasons ago, we had mm-hmm. Akron a couple times, made it, played a very tough game as a, as a 15 seed, maybe a 14 seed. Yep. Buffalo made a sweet 16 run one year, I believe. Yep. Ohio had upset Georgetown one year as well. Yep. And they made a sweet, and they had a yep. sweet 16 run as yep. a 13 seed, yep. by the way. Yep. Not to mention as well, uh, Ohio did play Illinois extremely close at the start of the season as well. So they know how to play the top teams. Very true. All right. Six-seeded USC against the 11 seed. For you, it's Wichita State. For me, it's Drake. And I think I, we're both going to go the same thing here. Evan Mobley is phenomenal. I finally got to see the kid, the kid play in that semifinal matchup against the Buffaloes of Colorado. He looked phenomenal. He's going to be a great player in the NBA. And uh, I think there's not much to say about this. Uh, Evan Mobley's got him and his brother on that team, and this team it looks phenomenal. I got the Trojans moving on. Yeah, um, and they have a massive front court, USC. And on my end, uh, we saw how much Drake struggled against the front court of Loyola Chicago in the Missouri Valley Championship game. And I think USC does the same here to them. Pretty simple. They move on. Okay. The 314, Kansas against Eastern Washington. Oh, man, here's the thing with this game. Kansas, another thing about them is the COVID test possibly. Um, your key player, Ajabi, is still in here. But here's the thing. Look at the injuries. David McCormick, out with a non-related injury. Tristan Urania, non-related injury. He's possibly – he's game, game time decision. Uh, Latell Drossel. He's uh, out with a disclosed injury, and so with uh, Muscadin. So this is a banged-up Kansas team. I mean, your biggest threat there is McCormick. If McCormick doesn't play, this could be a completely different game. And the last time we saw Kansas as a three-seed one time play a 14-seed, it was Bucknell, and Bucknell upset them. That was a while back, though, but here's the thing. Uh, Bill Self knows how to win. He's won. He's, he's very good in the first round. And Kansas always never seems to bow out in the first round. I think the last time they bowed out was that game against Bucknell, which mm. was a long time ago. But Eastern Washington, I mean, I like the Eagles. It's a great team. Tanner Groves is a great player, even though he averages under 30 minutes a game. That's interesting, actually, that your top scorer averages under 30 minutes. But you know what? I think i got to go with the Jayhawks here. I'm going to go with the favored. Yeah, i got to go with Kansas, too. Uh, no matter what uh, the problems that they have, Kansas, they don't necessarily go far in the tournament, but they usually win the first round. And they do so by quite a margin. I, I think Eastern Washington will play it close maybe in the first half, but I think Kansas will just be a little too much for them, a little too big. 
the seven-seeded Oregon against the ten-seeded VCU. Rams coming off of a run to the A10 championship, which lost to which they lost to St. Bonaventure. It's a great game. Uh, like I said before, the key their key player, uh, Bones Nyland, uh, Highland, he got in foul trouble very early on. No points, three fouls in the first half. That just did not look good for uh, Mike Rhodes out there for VCU, and it just wrecked havoc. Uh, quotes. Um, to, to quote the late uh, coach Shaka Smart in his defensive mechanics over there at VCU when he was there. And Oregon, I mean, you got to think they're going to play with a chip on their shoulder. I mean, they lost to their biggest rival. They lost the Civil War in the tournament. They lost to the Beavers. This is just not the way Oregon was built. Uh, and it's just going to continue to build that way. I mean, they should not be a seven seed. 19 and 5, 14 and 4 in conference play. This is not a seven seed. This is at least a six seed, in my opinion, Christian. Maybe a five seed at best. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, man, I think both of these teams have been hard done by this position because VCU is better than a 10. They shouldn't be playing Oregon. Oregon's better than a seven. They should, they're playing literally the toughest 10 seed that we have here. So and it's so difficult for me. I think I got to go Oregon. They had won 11 of their 12 uh, heading into the, uh, the, the Pac-12 tournament before they were upended. VCU is just a very good defensive team. They're a great all-around team. This game will be close. That's at least the good thing about this. Even though they should be in different positions, we're going to be seeing a good game here and a game that should be coming down to the wire. And I'm really excited for it. Maybe one of the games that I'm most excited for out of any of them. It's four double-digit scores for the Oregon Ducks in DR. Duarte, Figueroa, Richardson, and Williams compared to a VCU team that shoots 37% from beyond the, the three-point arc compared to 37.9% for the Oregon Ducks, which is ninth in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, um, they're going to need to be able to hit those to keep pace. Exactly. That's why I'm picking the Ducks to move on to the, round, to the second round. All right, 215, Iowa against Grand Canyon. You know how much I hate Iowa, Christian. <laughs> I hate Iowa, and I loved Bryce Drew. I mean, for God's sake, I'm at, I literally live right across the street from the school where he originally started coaching at here in Valpo. I went to his camp one year. I've met the guy. He's such a good guy. He's a great individual, such a nice dude. But I feel like they did hard out uh, Dan Marley, though, over at Grand Canyon. He was ousted really quick, and then Bryce Drew just came in and took the job. Yep. But congrats to the Lopes. I would love to see the Lopes upset Iowa. It's not going to happen, unfortunately. Luca Garza is just too much of a threat. I mean, here's the thing. They do have – the Lopes do have uh, uh, Ashbajorn, Midjard, and – who's a seven-foot center, and you also have Orlando Lever, who's 6'10". So big post presence. But here's the thing. Luca's just a tank. He's going to run over these guys, and it's, gonna be, it's not going to look good. I got the Hawkeyes, no questions asked. Yeah, and you know how much I love Grand Canyon as well, but you just can't overlook that it's a 215. If Grand Canyon maybe had a 14, you could start thinking about it. But, yeah, Iowa's just too good, too big too experienced uh, to lose this game. I wouldn't 100% put it past the Lopes, but uh, for me, this is a move on for Iowa. 
All right, did you want to stay in this region or just work through the rest of the first round? Uh, let's just work through the rest of the first round. Okay. So now let's hop down to the east. It's Michigan, and for both of us, it's against Mount St. Mary's. Yeah, and the one thing, I mean, the only thing I'm going to say about Michigan is Isaiah Livers is questionable to come back with a foot injury. He might be out possibly for this game, but it's not going to make a difference. I think Michigan moves on, no question. Yeah, Michigan could probably move on with most of their bench. Most, not all. Mount St. Mary's would play them close with if it was like a bench game, but um, Michigan's just way too talented. And uh, Mount St. Mary's is a team that can slow you down, but Michigan just had the size too. Wagner himself uh, should outplay the front court for Mount St. Mary's. So they'll move on there. Uh, the 8-9, LSU against St. Bonaventure. LSU making a run to the SEC tournament, playing the Tide very, very close in that championship game. St. Bonaventure is the A-10 champs, uh, definitely deserving of a nine seed here. Congrats to them. Back in the tournament for the first time since 2012. Happy to have them. Happy to have the Bonnies back. And, I mean, I'm looking at this. I like the net rankings. They're just about even, 28th for LSU, 27th for St. Bonaventure. And here's the thing. Last 10 games, both teams are 7-3. Literally, this is an even yeah, even set game. It is. It is unbelievable. It's scary. I do like Cameron Tom Thomas. He averages 22, almost 23 points a game. But Kyle Lofton's really showing his stuff, and so has uh, Usani, who is one of their biggest post presence art for the Bonnies right there. So here's the thing. He's got to have a great, a quick start, and if he gets into foul trouble, it's over for them. But – with that being said, I am taking the Bonnies over the Tigers. Yeah, uh, these two teams are very close, very even. Uh, the thing with me is LSU, they just know how to roll. They know how to score. Um, they, I mean, they're averaging 82 points per game, which is uh, – you don't see much of that uh, in this tournament. Usually you're in the 60s or 70s, but that's significant. St. Bonaventure, though, can beat you any other way, can't they? And uh, they can play you down low. They can play up top. They can hit the three. They got experience. They got a lot of upperclassmen on this team who can uh, be in the right mindset when it comes to this. So I'm with you, Tyler. I actually sided with St. Bonaventure here. All right, the five-seeded Colorado against the 12-seeded Georgetown. I hate this matchup. Here's the thing. If this is any other team, I feel like this could be Colorado's golden ticket to the Sweet 16. You have a favorable matchup in the first round against a 12 seed, and then you got a favorable matchup against possibly a 4-13 matchup in the next game. But here's the thing. Georgetown is hot. Patrick Ewing's got that team rolling. They won three straight in the Big East e- – e- no, four straight in the Big East uh, conference tournaments to win the whole thing. And, I mean, I'm not looking past the Hoyas. It's their first time making it back since 2015. And, oh, man. Javon Blair is such a treat to watch, but then you got to watch out for McKinley Wright on the other hand for the buffs, man. I I love the buffs, but I'm not going to overlook a hot team and I'm taking the Hoyas with the upset here. Yeah. um, I love Colorado and you know, I know they lost to Oregon state in the PAC 12 final, but I liked seeing them. I liked seeing what they had Uh, a lot of good young players, uh, guys who can hit the three. Uh, McKinley Wright's uh, the senior. He's, he's great, isn't he? Um, but uh, it's so hard to look away from literally the hottest team. They have been playing March Madness, lose or go home, for 
the last couple of weeks here. And I mean, it's like when UConn won the championship in 2014, (laughs) they had been playing loser go home for the last, uh, I mean, literally for the last couple of weeks of the season and then into the American tournaments. Uh, for me, that's, that's really where Georgetown's at right now. And I still can't forget what Oregon did a couple of years ago when they did this same exact thing, but in the Pac-12 tournament and rolled past Wisconsin. <laughs> and Colorado, I, I, I think are, they could have their hands full here. I, I very much think Colorado could win this, but it's, it's very, very difficult to dis, dislodge a team like Georgetown right now. I have them winning as well. And here's, and to follow up on your point about that, of Oregon beating Wisconsin, Oregon rolled into the Sweet 16 that year as well yep. as a 12 they, seed. They beat UC Irvine as well. Correct. Yep. Okay. Four-seeded Florida State, 13-seed UNC Greensboro. Florida State off of a disappointment in the ACC championship against Georgia Tech. I mean, I thought they were going to just roll over the Yellow Jackets, but – what can I say? You know, Georgia Tech had a plan. They shut him down. And now Leonard Hamilton's got to play as a four seed. They probably could have had a three seed if they would have won it. Uh, MJ Walker is one of the best point players on that team. But you gotta can't overlook Isaiah Miller for UNC Greensboro. And UNC Greensboro always plays a tough game. They're a tough out. SoCon teams are always a tough out, it seems like. But I don't feel confident in – a 13 upsetting a four here. I got the Seminoles moving on here. Yeah, this one, I hated this one too, because I'm a big fan of Florida state and what they bring to the table. And had we actually had a tournament last year, they would have been my champion. They would have been UNC Greensboro. I've always been a big fan of as well. Even in the last couple of years when they didn't make the tournament, they're still a good team. So this team has been playing together for a while. They have the experience Isaiah Miller was playing out of his mind in the championship game and really the entire SOCON tournament. Two-time SOCON player of the year, was defensive player of the year as well, averages almost 20 points per game. His only downside is his free throw shooting isn't ideal. But this whole team, UNC Greensboro, they got a great coach. Uh, He's been with them for a while. And uh, they've been in this tournament a few years ago and actually gave a significant scare to Gonzaga, who, again, don't lose in that first game. And – for me, just even though I was going to pick Florida State last year, it was such a different team. Florida State, to me, has seemed like a team that have kind of fluctuated and fallen short when it's come to the NCAA tournament, whether it be an early exit or whatever. Yeah, whatever it may be. And uh, I think that happens here. I'm also going to go the 13 over four, UNC Greensboro wow. over Florida State. Wow, two 13 seeds. Mm-hmm. Already with your upsets. Indeed. All right. Uh, 6-11, BYU, and we both have Michigan State. And here's the thing. I like BYU. They've played a tremendous game. I really like the fact that Matt Harms – I like – so here's the thing. I liked him when he was at Purdue secretly because I'm an IU fan, obviously, so I can't say that I like Purdue. But Matt Harms is such a stud – seven foot three in the paint and he can shoot the outside ball like crazy. This kid's unbelievable. He's great. There as a grad student. This was a great pickup for the Cougars, but again, it's Tom Izzo Mm -hmm. and I can't overlook it. Josh Langford and Joey Hauser 
the Marquette transfer are just going to light up this team from beyond the three-point arc, and you still have Aaron Henry there to deal with. Sparty moves on. Yeah, um, you know, BYU, they're, they're 20 and 6 this year, but three of those losses were Gonzaga. <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of self explanatory there. Uh, another great scoring team, but you're right. And again, as I mentioned earlier, you just cannot bet against Michigan State, can you? And I think if BYU were like an 8 or 9 or maybe even a 7 10, I'd give them a little bit of a run because I could have seen them upsetting Michigan as an 8 or a 9 seed. But with this six, I, I think it screws them. I do. And even if, it's, even if it's UCLA, I think UCLA could win this too. But I have Michigan State uh, beating BYU here. Uh, not, uh, not to my liking, but again, this is my 11 who will move through. See, I think it's opposite. I think if UCLA plays BYU, I think BYU hmm. has, has no problem with them and they move on. Fascinating. Okay. Absolutely. All right, 314, a matchup that scares me, Texas against Abilene Christian. Shaka Smart finally wins the Big 12, I'll say that, with a mop of hair, basically. Tiny bit of help with Kansas exiting, but they had to beat a good Oklahoma State team. Yeah, Cade Cunningham was no slouch, by the way. Mm -hmm. He is the real deal. But you've got some great players in the the backcourt, in uh, Courtney Ramey, Andrew Jones, and Matt Coleman. And it's unbelievable, especially with Greg Brown and Kai Jones as well on that team. Shaka Smart's got that team rolling in Austin. They're looking good. Abilene Christian, I like the Wildcats. This is a great matchup of two Texas teams. But I think that the more experience is going to outweigh the better record. And I think the Longhorns move on. Yeah, this is a scary matchup for me because Abilene Christian could just go in and shoot the lights out like they did against Nichols State. Even players off the bench were coming in and draining threes. Um, Crazy to see. But uh, that was Nichols State, and it's not Texas. And, and that's where the problem lies. Shaka Smart knows how to coach in March. He really hasn't gotten to this point. That's just it. That's why we really haven't seen what he's been able to do with Texas in the NCAA tournament. But now he's got the chance. Now he's got a good seed. And uh, I think he should be able to capitalize off of it. So they move past Abilene Christian. I think the Wildcats are going to scare you in that first half. I think Texas will be too big and a little too good down the stretch. Seven-seeded UConn, ten-seed Maryland. I know you don't like this matchup either, I Christian. I hate this matchup. I <laughs> scream for three minutes because I love UConn and Maryland's the hometown team out here. <laughs> oh, man. Dan Hurley getting, this, getting the Huskies back to the tournament for the first time since 2016. Uh, you got a future first-round picker and James up. Uh, Bo Knight, it's going to be interesting. This team, happy to be back in the Big East, by the way. Uh, on the other hand, uh, Mark Turgeon's got Eric Isla and Aaron Wiggins, two very good teams for this, two very good players for this Terp team. They like to slow the ball, though. They play small, and they like to slow and grind it out. That's the thing. This UConn team likes to speed up the, speed up the pace. And if Maryland can shut them, down, shut them down, I see no problem why the Terps can move on, but I'm taking the Huskies. Last time they were seven seed, they won this thing. Yeah, they did, didn't they? It's so hard to look past that, isn't it? Um, this, is, this is UConn's month as well. And they have finally re-entered the tournament. And, uh, yeah, I think I got to go with UConn, too. It's a little biased. Um, it, I was more upset that my UConn had to face Maryland than Maryland had to play UConn. 
<laughs> but it's the second straight year I can't root for Maryland because they played Belmont uh, last tournament. <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think this is going to go down to the wire as well. But, uh, you know, I'm excited for UConn. I'm happy to see that they're back here, and uh, I think they're motivated. I think they're ready to go. Uh, and finally, the 215, Alabama against Iona. Oh, man. Rick Pitino back in the tournament. He takes his fifth team, fifth college team. One of three team people have done that. I can't think of the other. I know one of them's Tubby Smith, I'm pretty sure. I can't think of the other guy, though. But Alabama, I mean, Nate Oates has his team rolling. They just won the SEC regular season and conference tournament. Congratulations to the Tide. They're just proving that this is not just a football school. It's a basketball school, too. They got some good players here. Iona, like we said, Christian, we said if Iona beats Siena, they're winning this whole thing no matter what. And Fairfield gave them a good run for their money, but they got a huge task to handle with Bama. And Jaden Shackelford is one of the best players in the SEC, probably one of the best players in the nation. But you can't overlook Isaiah Ross as well for the Gales. But I'm taking the tide here. I think it's a safe pick. And I'm going to take – the high, I'm taking the higher seed, but experience from uh, Rick Pitino, I think this is going to be a closer game than what we think. Yeah. I. Um, so, so here's my problem. I, I think it'll be close at the start, but here's my problem with Iona. The reason why I just dislike them so much, A, because of Rick Pitino now, uh, but I didn't like them beforehand. B, they can go in as any seed in that MAC tournament and win it. And C, when they actually make it to the NCAA tournament, they do nothing. They just keel over and lose. Uh, don't even play close. It's like if you're going to make the tournament this much, you might as well play close. And they don't do that. And uh, Bama will win and soar past them. So that's all I got to say about those stupid gales. Let's move on to the right-hand side <laughs> for the South. <laughs> uh, the one-seeded Baylor against the 16-seed Hartford. Yeah, welcome to the tournament, Hartford. You're a 16 seed, and you got to play one of the best teams in the nation. Uh, they were 18-0 before taking their first loss to Kansas this season on February 27th, and they've just been dominant. Jared Butler and uh, Davian Mitchell have been two of your biggest players here for the Bears for Scott Drew. Austin Williams, on the other hand, he was great in a big win over uh, Vermont and then beating UMass Lowell in the championship to bring Hartford to the big dance for the first time. They're on a five-game win streak, by the way. Did not know that. That's very interesting. But here's the thing. When was the last time a 16 seed upset a one seed? I believe it was UMBC over uh, Virginia in 2018. That ain't happening this year. Baylor rolls over the Hawks. It was an America East team, though, that upset the one seed. <laughs> now, and Baylor have been known to choke in this game. Lost to Georgia State as a three seed. Uh, lost to Yale as, uh, I believe, a five or yeah, as, as a 5, a 5-12. That's why this tournament looks so weird. They're missing an Ivy League school. I felt like they were short. <laughs> I, I, I completely forgot. I was looking like, I'm like, this doesn't feel like it's every conference in here. And it's not. They are missing one. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's, that's easy for Baylor. I don't even need to discuss it too much. Just that, again, it's the one seed. They'll move on. Hartford, I, I got to applaud them, by the way, that they made this uh, and made it here to the tournament. But, uh they got the 16th seed because they were a lower seed in the America East, and uh, that's where they'll stop. 
All right, eight seed North Carolina, nine seed Wisconsin, another game I absolutely despise. Greg Jarrett always plays teams tough. I think Wisconsin got a hard out, though, here. I don't think they're a nine seed. I think they're at least a seven seed at this point. But you got to think that Georgetown winning and um, Oregon State winning their respective tournaments, that knocked down Wisconsin from a potential eight, seven seed compared to a nine seed. The same thing with uh, North Carolina. I think North Carolina should be a seven seed at this point. But it's it is as it is what it is, unfortunately. And uh, I don't know what to say about this one. Here's the thing: it's just it, this is like a toss-up game, basically. I know. It, it could go either way. Badgers could play the lights out, slow the ball down, and just completely body check the Tar Heels, or the Tar Heels could speed it up and just shoot lights out from behind the three-point arc. And I think that the experience from Roy Williams is going to be a little more and it's going to outmatch uh, Greg Jard, and I've got the Tar Heels moving on. Yeah, uh, North Carolina, they have a couple more bigger wins. Um, Wisconsin have just been disappointing uh, near the tail end of this season, too. And, and that's, that's just my problem is I, I, I had full intention of picking North Carolina when I saw that first game. Uh, I, when I saw their name pop up, and this was one of the couple of opponents that I did not want them to play because Wisconsin could take them off their game. I'm a little biased with this as well, um, because remember when we started off the season with our college basketball predictions, I had Wisconsin go into the Final Four uh, without playing any games. <laughs> Obviously not going to do that this year, but I just don't know what Wisconsin team's going to show up in the tournament. Last time around, they just ran to a hot Oregon team. North Carolina is not that hot this year. Um, so I think I just got to stick with the Badgers. It's what I know. It's what I'm familiar with. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't think they can, have, they can have a first-round exit that too many times in a row. So they got to do something here. And I know Roy Williams still has the experience and everything, but I feel like there's less of a fire beneath him right now as, as compared as there used to be. So uh, Greg Gard takes this Wisconsin team through. All right, five-seeded Villanova, 12-seeded Winthrop. I like this matchup, and I like the upset here. I'm smelling it. Colin Gillespie's out with a knee injury, and this Nova team is completely different. It's bad. I mean, they fell apart in the Big, big East tournaments. I think that they're going to bow out for the first time in the first round. I got the Eagles moving on. Winthrop with the upset. Yeah, uh, that's just it. Uh, they were top for a lot of this year, Villanova, but uh, they've dropped three of their last four uh, Jer Jeremiah Robinson Earl, good at almost 16 points a game. They have a lot of double-digit scores, but yeah, that Gillespie um, is, is really tough. Really, really tough. Winthrop have 11 different players who can burn you at any section of this game, uh, including DJ Burns, <laughs> who uh, just had no problem against Campbell. His size is significant. He's got a great jumper, too. For a big man, a big man shouldn't be able to have a jumper, and he does. So that's, that's just what makes Winthrop so dangerous. And they only lost one game this year, Winthrop. Incredible stuff. So I have to agree, and I think this might be one of the more frequently picked 12 over fives uh, out of anybody. But Winthrop, Winthrop goes on. Very hard to overlook. Four-seeded Purdue, 13-seed North Texas. Mean Green coming off of a big overtime win over the Hilltoppers, one of your favorite teams in mid-majors. 
It's true. You do love the Hilltoppers. I know that. I- let, me, let me say this before you say your pick. If this was Western Kentucky right here, Western Kentucky moves on. Go ahead. Uh, I don't know about that. Matt Painter's got a good squad. It's a good young squad. The big man, Travion Williams, that's your biggest, that's your biggest uh, threat there if you're the mean green. And then you've got two unbelievable freshmen, Jaden Ivey and seven-foot-four center Zach Eady. Purdue's good, and they're going to be good for a while. I hate to say that as an IU fan. Look out. I feel like this could be a Cinderella story season for Purdue. I got the Boilermakers mm. steamrolling past the mean green. Steamrolling. I like it, Tyler. <laughs> um, I actually have to go with Purdue here, too. And, and this matchup does scare me. It, it actually does because North Texas, as what Western Kentucky could have done, will slow you down and will just grind you out. And Purdue's going to have a difficult time here. Last time they were in the tournament, they had no problem against the Conference USA team. And um, I think they can do the same. They can play with absolutely anybody. We saw what they did against Ohio State this year. And I do agree, Tyler. Purdue can make a run. This is the game that scares me the most. I think if they're to move on to the Sweet 16 and play Baylor, they can beat Baylor. But I think this is going to be their toughest game. Their toughest game is going to be here against North Texas. They can move on. I mean, they're beating Winthrop or Villanova. Uh, I think they'd end up being Baylor, Wisconsin, North Carolina. Um, so uh, this is, this is going to be difficult for them right here, but I think they get the win. All right, uh, the six seed Texas State, 11 seed Utah State. Oh, sorry, it's Texas Tech. Texas Tech, six seed. Utah State, the 11. Man, Utah State – they always seem to make the tournament. They had an amazing game one year ago against San Diego State with Sam Merrill hitting that game winner. Wow, one of my favorite moments ever. Oh, absolutely. For winning it back-to-back years, the Mountain West uh, tournament champions, they couldn't do the three-peat, unfortunately, this year, but they do get the nod from the committee and get an 11 seed. I'm happy to see the Aggies here. I wish the Rams would have made this tournament, but you know what? I'm not going to look look past that. I think this Aggies team is terrific, but I do like Chris Beard, and I feel like this is a dangerous position for Texas Tech to be in. This is a good team. This is just bad seeding, in my opinion. I think this Texas Tech team possibly is a five seed at best, but Utah State, you've got to stop the big boy, the big man. Keita Keita is one of their best playmakers underneath. That is going to be a nightmare matchup for the Red Raiders. And with that, I'm all I will take the upset here. 11 over 6, Utah State over Texas Tech. Yeah, and this scares me too because Texas State, or sorry, Texas Tech. Why am I saying that? Texas Tech, uh we saw what they did in the last tournament. They went to the freaking final and nearly won it. There's still a couple of players uh, on this team as uh you know, compared to that team. But, uh, but yeah, Utah State, uh, I'm so happy that they were chosen for this tournament. I think they're better than uh, we saw, like, the last four in, Louisville, Colorado State, Ole Miss. I mean, they're better than any of those teams. So this is 100% the right decision, and to get them past the playing round, too. Utah State with Bean, with Keita, um, with Worcester. Uh, no, this is a good team, and uh, – Really, one of their bogey teams is San Diego State, which made their win over them last year that significant. This is a good, solid team. And they actually beat San Diego State twice, by the way, this year. 
as well as Colorado State. Uh, so, so it's made team three, three times, Christian. Exactly, exactly. So uh, this is going to be a great matchup. Along with the Oregon-VCU game, UConn-Maryland, North Carolina-Wisconsin, this is going to be another game that I'm really excited to watch, Texas Tech and Utah State. And I also have the upset, Utah State advancing. Three-seeded Arkansas, 14-seed Colgate. First one to 100 wins is yep. what the joke is going around. Uh, Seth Davis has already called for the upset. He was the first. He said Colgate over Arkansas. Uh, I 100% disagree with you, Seth. I think this Arkansas team is great. I could possibly see them making it to the Final Four. It's going to be a tough road to get there, but I feel like they have the skills. Moses Moody is one of my favorite players to watch. He's a treat. He's great. But you, got, you can't overlook Jordan Burns. Jordan Burns is a great player. And this Colgate team is really good. I mean, they average almost <laughs> average 86 points a game. Arkansas is close behind with 82. And the net ranks, I mean, this is unbelievable. Ninth for Colgate, 14th for Arkansas. Here's the thing. Colgate's never played a top 25 team. Their strength yeah. of schedule is 100. Yep. It's not good for the Raiders. I got the, the Razorbacks moving on. Yeah, it's all deceiving for the Raiders uh, because they do play in one of the poorest conferences uh, in, in the nation. Even though so what the Patriot League does is they beat up on each other. They got close games. They have exciting games. They always have some sort of different winner for this tournament, but it's a weaker conference. I mean, just the two teams that Colgate defeated to get to the final, they had to beat Bucknell, which I think was the five seed, and then the eight seed in Loyola. Those were their final two games. Uh, they didn't have to play Navy. Um, you know, they, they didn't have to play a tough Army team. That's, they, uh, they didn't have to play Lafayette. That's just what they were able to do is go right here to the final, mar final march through and just outscore everybody, which is what you can do in the Patriot League. But you can't do this against an SEC team in Arkansas. And I think people are going to be quick to take this 14-3, maybe the most frequent 14-3 pick. Um, but it's deceiving that 14-1 record, but this is Arkansas. This is a team who have been good really um, towards the latter end of this season, won 12 of their final 13 games before they fell to LSU. And LSU is a difficult team. So, yeah, uh, Arkansas is great. Uh, I think they win this game, uh, and not to mention just the points per game between the two teams. Colgate, uh, 86 points per game, and Arkansas, 82. Uh, that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, Arkansas move. Seven ten, Florida, Virginia Tech. Oh man, this is just like a, a coin toss game, basically. Yep. Um, Mike Young, he's going to be ACC Coach of the Year, just named, and then you've got a great forward in a uh, Keeve Alma and sophomore guard and Tyrese Radford, all collecting ACC all ACC honors. This is a great team. It's a very physical team, and uh, here's the thing, Mike White is missing one of his key players, Keontae Johnson, out with a chest injury for this tournament. Expected to return not until next October. And that's your leading scorer. Oh, man, I hate to say it because here's the thing. Virginia Tech just doesn't win when it comes to tournament time. And Mike White has so much experience, but I'm not – I don't know if I can overlook it. Can Florida just rally around the injury for Keontae Johnson and just at least win one game – Man, I, I would love to see it happen, but I think I got to go with the Hokies in this one. I'm taking Votek. 
Yeah, um, both of these teams are struggling right now. Uh, Virginia Tech just don't look good, but yet I don't have the confidence in Florida either. There's just nothing really good about this game besides it might be exciting. Um, and I, I think I just got to go with Virginia Tech just based on the better record, the fact that I think they've been playing in a harder conference as well as the ACC is compared to the SEC. It's not by much because the SEC has been good this year, but um, tougher opponents for me. And, uh, you know, they were able to beat Villanova. They were able to beat Virginia. Um, they were able to beat Clemson this year. So some significant wins for the Hokies. And I picked them too. Ohio State, the two seed, 15 seed Oral Roberts. I mean, do we really have to talk about this? Uh, Dwayne Washington's look, looked phenomenal in that conference champ, in that conference tournament for the Buckeyes. And Chris Holtman's got his team rolling. It's deceiving, though. Ohio State is not a two should not be a two seed. Just like Iowa should not be a two seed. Iowa's a three seed. Ohio State, they're on the ver. Yes, they could be a two seed, but Iowa, absolutely not. They're not a two seed. You look at the record, it doesn't show. I'm sorry to go back on that, but still, just pissed. <laughs> um, but the Buckeyes, I mean, listen, they've got to shut down Max Am- uh, Ambras. Admus, yeah. Admus, the leading scorer in the entire nation, 24.2 points, averages 36 minutes, and you just got to shut him down. And I think Dwayne Washington has the defense to shut him down here, and I like the Buckeyes moving on past the Golden Eagles. This is one of those games where, well, really through the entire tournament, I root for my bracket. Uh, I don't care what it is coming in, uh, who I like better. I just kind of root for the bracket, you know? Uh, this is one that I might root against it because I have Ohio State winning this game, but I fell in love with Oral Roberts in that Summit League tournament. I'll tell you what. Um, And just what they were able to do to some of the top teams who have always made this tournament for the Summit League in the last 10 years, knock off (laughs) South Dakota State, knock off North Dakota State. Those have been the only two teams that have gone to the tournament. So I tip my cap to them. That is sensational. O'Banner and Admus have been just great. And this is a good scoring team. And uh, if they play their cards right, you know, could scare Ohio State uh, coming off of an OT loss against Illinois. But uh, Buckeyes will be too much. Uh, We've seen what they've been able to do all year long. I agree, two seed is iffy, but here they are. They win. All right, to the final region, the Midwest. The one seed Illinois, 16 seed Drexel Dragons. The last time Illinois was in this spot, they made it all the way to the championship game in 2005 in St. Louis and lost to North Carolina, unfortunately. (laughs) But this is a completely different team. I think Brad Underwood's a very good coach. He's got a very good squad. I like Io DeSomnu, and I also uh, like uh, Kofi Coburn in the paint. He is such a threat. He shut down Luca Garza, and then he shut down EJ Little. In the, in the championship game. This is a great team. Illinois is one of my favorite teams to watch. I got the Illini moving on past the Dragons, no questions. Yeah, I do too. The Colonials had so much issues, not just Drexel, but everybody. James Madison, Towson, UNC, Wilmington, William & Mary. I mean, we could go on. Uh, none, of them were, none of these teams are really able to play a full season. And that's why you got a little six, I think it was a six or seven seed in Drexel. Uh, able to win the tournament over an eight-seeded Elon. Like, that's the type of year it was for the Colonial. And, uh, yep, that's, they got the fitting 16 seed, and Illinois is just too good. So they'll get past them. 
All right, Loyola Chicago as the eight seed against Georgia Tech, the nine. Both teams got screwed in this matchup. <laughs> I don't think so. I think this is going to be a good matchup. Uh, jo- I don't. I didn't like Josh Pashner when he was at Memphis. I still don't like him as a coach here at Georgia Tech. But I love Porter, Mo- Porter Moser, and I love Kerman Cat, Kerman Kurtwig. This is a good squad. This is the and Kurtwig is the familiar face from the 2018 that made the Final Four run as an 11 seed. I could see this happening once more. Sister Jean, wake it up. We got a mission from God. Rambler's moving on. Tyler, I'm going to agree with you here, too. I have Loyola Chicago beating Georgia Tech. And uh, even though those Yellow Jackets just impressed me to a T against Florida State uh, uh, last night, uh, Loyola Chicago just impressed me even more, just what they were able to do to Drake and what they've been able to do all season long. And, uh, yeah, I, this is uh, a team with some good returners, too. Uh, they're on their game. They can't be stopped this Loyola team. So I, yep, I have them past Georgia Tech here. Five seed Tennessee, 12 seed Oregon State. Man, good to see the Beavers back in the tournament. First time since 2016, back when Gary Payton II was on that team. I remember that team. I was really high on Oregon State to make a run to the Sweet 16 that year. I mean, this is going to be a good matchup for them. I feel like Tennessee is a great team. And I feel like Oregon State's going to give them a tough matchup, but I got the Vols moving on. I think that Rick Barnes is the more veteran coach than Wayne Tinkle here. And Tennessee's just too good. I mean, they're missing – their only player they're missing is John Fulkerson with a head injury, and he's expected to possibly return. But Drayden Springer is going to light it up. Ethan Thompson, look out for him. He had a great Pac-12 tournament. He's going to light it up against the Volunteers. It's going to be close, but I got the Volunteers moving on. This is a similar situation to me as Georgetown is just hard to look away from the hot team. And uh, I will choose my third 12 over five matchup in this tournament and pick the Beavers to move past the volunteers. Um, Just not enough consistency for me for the volunteers. Uh, Just couldn't string more than two wins in a row after January hit. So um, it was an eight and season, eight and seven end to the season. And, um, you know, they could just be inconsistent in this game against the Beavers, who have been more consistent down the stretch. Four-seeded Oklahoma State, 13-seed Liberty. Liberty, 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 Liberty. <laughs> Liberty, Liberty. All right, so Richie McKay's got his team back to the, comp- back to the tournament. First time since 2019. Uh, 2018, he got their first win ever in program history against M- Mississippi State. They played a very close game against Virginia Tech in 2019. Darius McGee is your star player here for the Flames, but you can't look away from Cade Cunningham. And Mike Boynton Jr. knows how to handle this team. This Cowboy team could be dangerous. Look out. I like this team a lot. I got the, I got the pokes moving on. Yeah, uh, that's just it. This is a legit four seed. Uh, Liberty are a legit 13 seed too, but... Uh... You know, uh, when they upset Mississippi State, it's because that was Mississippi State or a completely different team than this Oklahoma State team is. They were a little bit worse, didn't have as many playmakers. Cade Cunningham is hands down one of the best players in the nation. Mississippi State didn't have that. I had I can't remember the guy's name, but they had a very good player who was really controlling the game for them, but that was it. Oklahoma State uh, and Cade Cunningham at least have a couple other 
uh, bits of help in, uh, in Avery Anderson and Khalid Boone. So uh, Oklahoma State are a little bit more complete of a team. A Liberty will give them troubles, but uh, this is a Cowboys win. Six seed San Diego State, 11 seed Syracuse. I told you I like this matchup. I like it for an 11 seed. Syracuse, mm. just too much experience. Jim Beheim back in the tournament. He's got his kid with him, Buddy Beheim. He's, yeah. he's the best player on the team, 17 points. But here's the thing. I'm not going to overlook Brian Deutsch, uh, Deutscher's uh, Aztecs. Matt Mitchell is such a tremendous player to watch, and so is Jordan Shackle. I love both these guys. They can shoot the ball, lights out. But I'm going with experience here. And the last time Syracuse was an 11 seed, they made a sweet 16 run. I've got the I've got Cuse moving on. Yeah. I didn't want to see Syracuse in the tournament because of what they are able to do. Um, but I chose San Diego State here. Okay. Um, I did like what I saw against Utah State in the championship game. And uh, this is a team that, uh, again, should have been in last year too and were probably going to do something. They were one of the best teams in the nation last year and fell short. So, And a lot of that team returns here. They got another chip on their shoulder. And uh, this is a legit succeed for them, and I think it's the perfect position and they just have to play Syracuse. Again, if they have maybe some of these other 11 seeds, although another 11 seed was Utah State. But uh, I don't know. Maybe if you have the playing game of Michigan State, UCLA, that'd be difficult. But if they had uh, Wichita State, Drake, I think they're moving on too. So, um, but uh, I, just, I think I just have to choose the Aztecs in this matchup. Not very confident on it, but uh, it's kind of what I'd want to see. They, they deserve to win this game. West Virginia, the three seed, Moorhead State, 14. Should if be I could ever see a 14 seed upsetting a three seed, I think it's right here. It's Moorhead, Moorhead State definitely could do it. They've done it before. They did it against Louisville a couple seasons ago. And West Virginia, I mean, we saw them completely just disintegrate against the Cowboys twice back-to-back games. And I feel like Bob Huggins is losing his touch a little bit. That press, press Virginia, I think it's over. Mm-hmm but I'm not going to overlook it. I mean, Moorhead State's 9-1 and one in the past 10 games. Virginia Tech is 6-4. and four, But I'm not going to bet against the Mountaineers. I'm taking West Virginia. Yep. Um, the, what Moorhead State did against Belmont was something that they hadn't done all year long. They were draining three-pointers. They are a down-low game, and that's what West Virginia is as well, and they are better at the down-low game. And it may end up being that type of an affair. It literally may be whoever can hit a few more three-pointers will win the game for you. Uh, West Virginia, they, they always play it bouncy in the first game, and that's exactly what this game's going to be. This game's going to go down to the wire. I'm fully convinced on that. But West Virginia will edge out and uh, just because they have the better size. And, uh, I, I mean, I still I'll give credit to Moorhead State. They're, they're here for a reason. They're, they're a hot team. But – I still just got to give it to the Mountaineers. All right, seven seed Clemson, 10 seed Rutgers. Clemson's falling apart. I'll say that first <laughs> off. I don't like this uh, seeding for uh-huh. the Tigers. I think a seven is a little too generous for Clemson. I mean, Amir Sims and Alamir Dawes are your two key players here. And on the other hand, uh, Ron Harper and Jacob Young are two amazing players for the Scarlet Knights. I love Big Ten schools. I love the ACC, though. But I'm going to go with Rutgers over the Tigers. 
I got Clemson here. I just don't like either of these teams. I don't. Um, Rutgers, they don't have really any quality wins. They, uh, <laughs> I mean, they, they still have a good defense. They have good paint production. But uh, I don't know. I, I just like the record better for Clemson. And I just think they've had a little bit more success as the year's gone along. This is another one that's going to be a completely – uh, just such a toss-up. Both of these teams, you can throw out any previous stats that you want. Brand new game, brand new season. Um, they'll both come to play. Give us a good show. Finally, the two-seeded Houston, 15-seed Cleveland State. Kelvin Sampson's got his team going. They got the preseason player of the year in Caleb Mills. You got Nate Hinton. And you got Quentin Grimes, former five-star prospect and a Kansas transfer. This Cougars team is unbelievable. They completely just demolished the Bearcats in the, in the American uh, Athletic Association Championship. And I feel like it's just going to continue to be that way. I got the Cougars moving on past the Vikings, no questions. This matchup for me sucks for Cleveland State because <laughs> I think they deserve a better, a better look at it. <laughs> um, like at least playing Ohio – State or, or Iowa or something, or even get a 14 seed. I think they deserve a 14 seed more than, um, honestly, maybe more than Eastern Washington. Um, but uh, to be honest, it, it, Cleveland State, they've earned their way here. They're a grinded-out team. They take you slow. Houston's the other way around. They're really quick. They, they will go right at you. Um, and they got a lot of expectations in this tournament. So obviously they're going to have a lot of eyes on them, but they had expectations in the American tournament and all season long. They have outscored their opponents by 20 points this year. That is how good of a team Houston is. And I, I just hope that the fact that they're in a weaker conference doesn't hurt them. Uh, but for now, uh, that's a win over Cleveland State. Again, who I feel is hard done this um, this could be close at the start. Chance it's close at the end, but uh, it's a Houston advancement. All right. All right. Let's head on over here through. Now that it took us an hour for that first round, uh, let's go here for the second round. This will be a little bit quicker now that we've kind of analyzed every team. Okay. Uh, top left, we'll go back to the West uh, for me, and I believe for you as well, Gonzaga against Missouri. Yeah, um, and – I've got Gonzaga moving on past the Tigers. No questions asked. I think Kispert is going to light him up. Um, Suggs is a tr is another great player to watch. And Mark Few, he just doesn't lose to a nine seed. We've seen it in the past when he's a one seed. It's not going to happen this year. I got the Zags moving on. No questions. I got Gonzaga too. They're just too good of a team. They've literally been the best team all year long, uh, not losing a game. So, um, yeah, I think they beat Missouri too. Not a little bit more difficult than Appalachian State for sure, but uh, they're through to the Sweet 16 yet again. All right. Uh, you have UC Santa Barbara against Ohio. I have Creighton against Ohio. Yeah, and I've got UC Santa Barbara going to the Sweet 16 for the first time in program history. Gauchos over the Bobcats. I think it's going to be a great game, but I think that the Bobcat or the Gauchos are just going to have a little much, little much, too much firepower for the Bobcats to stop them. If that was the matchup, I think I'd go with that as well. But I have Creighton against Ohio. And actually, I do have Creighton winning here because uh, when teams get the upset, they leave it all on the floor for that first game and they don't have too much energy left for the second. I just think because of that, Creighton would, should be able to see through. This would be a little easier of a game for Creighton as compared to the Santa Barbara game. 
for sure. But uh, Creighton, even though losing in the Big East Championship game by a bit, uh, they still find a way to the Sweet 16. All right, uh, the 3-6. Uh, I think we both had USC against Kansas. Correct. Yeah, and I'm going with the upset here. USC to the Sweet 16 over Kansas. If McCormick doesn't play, Mobley has a day in the paint. He can't be stopped by any of the Kansas bigs. Trojans rolling into the Sweet 16. Yeah, I'll, I'll have Kansas on this one just because their name is a little synonymous with the Sweet 16. Again, doesn't, I mean, won't go too much further than that. But, um, you know, USC is a very difficult team and they'll be difficult to break down. This would be a game that would go down to the wire, one of the final possessions of the game. But because of the experience of Kansas and because they're Kansas and the rest of the nation would probably be rooting for USC, Kansas will just do that and win. So they go to the Sweet Six, Which is crazy because I hate USC being a Notre yeah. Dame fan. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, I have Oregon against Iowa. I do too. Okay. Ducks, baby. Upset yeah, alert. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew you Iowa's were. out the- in the second round. Goodbye, Fran. Uh, Goodbye, Jordan Bohannon. Have a great life in hell. See you later. Ducks moving on. That's all I got. I knew you'd have Iowa out at the first chance you had. Uh, I, I have to move them on. They're too good. Uh, Luca Garza is one of the best players in the nation. And uh, they're a more complete team. Oregon is going to be very difficult to break down, too. But, um, you know, it's just Iowa for me. Just Dana Iowa. Altman knows how, to, knows how to play against the bigs, though. That's yeah. The well, he doesn't have Peyton Pritchard this year. so. Yeah, but he's, um, still got, he's still got a couple of good players there. I know. It's, it's an Iowa advancement for me as the two seed. All right, down to the East. Uh, Michigan against St. Bonaventure for both of us. Man, I hate to do this to the Bonnies, but Michigan's going to oust them bad. Wolverine's moving on to the Sweet 16. Yeah, there's going to be so much energy uh, taken in that game against LSU that they're just not going to have anything left for the Wolverines. I agree. They move on. All right. I think we both had Georgetown, correct? Correct. I have Florida State. You had Florida State. I had UNC Greensboro. And I've got Florida State going to the Sweet 16 and playing Michigan. I think that this is the end of Georgetown. I think it's going to be a close game. I think the Hoyas are going to play the Seminoles tough. But the Knolls, just a little too much experience here in the past couple of years. It's been a while since Georgetown's made the tournament. If that was my matchup too, I would have had Florida State as well. But since Georgetown's playing UNC Greensboro, I just think they keep it alive and pull in Oregon uh, from a couple of years ago and beat the other upset mm. in the team. So they beat UNC Greensboro and moved to the Sweet 16. All right. Um, I have Michigan State against Texas in the next game. I also have that. 11-3. Yep. And guess what? Sparty's dream run continues to the Sweet 16. They knock out Shaka Smart. Shaka doesn't make it to the Sweet 16 with Texas. Texas is out. Wow. Sensational. Um, no, I got Texas. <laughs> I got Texas here. That's, that'll be enough for them there after, that, after those couple of games. Uh, their magic runs out, uh, at least on my end. Texas, uh, just to me, are too good of a team. I love Matt Coleman. Uh, I love how this team operates right now. And, um, you know, it, even though Michigan State are going to look like the Michigan State of old in those first couple of games, uh, they'll be back to looking like uh, the team that we saw in January and February. 
So Longhorns are through to the Sweet 16. Uh, UConn against Alabama. I hate to do this to you, Christian, but UConn's out. Bama's moving on to the Sweet 16. I'm sorry. I agree that'll happen, but I chose UConn. Uh, <laughs> listen, I got to have one 7-10, and that's my 7-10, or, or 7 over 2. Always got to have one each year, and I figured why not be this one. This is the one that I could see happen. They've done it before, um, and it'll give me extra energy to root for it, even though Bama would very much go through. Um, but uh, I, I just got to do it. I got to do it with the Huskies. I, I just don't know about them. They, um, I think they have enough energy and enough firepower that they could do that to the, to the Crimson Tide. All right. Uh, okay. I, uh, okay. I got Baylor, Wisconsin, top right. In and I got stop. Baylor and North Carolina, and I've got Baylor moving on here yeah. to the Sweet 16. I feel like I always got to have – couple of eight ones as well i have wisconsin over baylor here so this is this is this is my thing i I mean i can knock on wood here but i've picked baylor getting upset correctly the last couple of times (laughs) i think it happens here (laughs) i just don't trust this baylor team i don't know what it is i know they're 22 and 2 i know they deserve a one seed they've been one of the greatest teams in the nation but i just don't 100 percent trust them i don't trust wisconsin either I think if this is North Carolina, North Carolina upsets Baylor. I fully believe it. So uh, this is as far as Baylor goes for me. I got Wisconsin to the Sweet 16. All right, uh, Winthrop Purdue. I believe that's what you have as well. Correct. And Winthrop's magical run ends here. The Boilermakers just completely just drop a hammer on them at this point. And I got the Boilermakers moving on to the Sweet 16. Chandler Vaudrin is great, but uh, I agree. Purdue. This is when they'll start lighting it up. They'll just edge past North Texas, and uh, Winthrop will have run their last race, Purdue to the Sweet 16. All right. Uh, we both had Utah State against Arkansas. Woo, pig suey. Arkansas to the Sweet 16. I agree. And uh, I'd probably almost even root for Utah State in this game. But, uh, you, you know, Arkansas has just been great this year. I also got to move them on to the Sweet 16. You know, you always have that one game where you have something in your bracket, but your heart says something different. I remember for me it was when Duke was playing UCF. I had Duke winning that game, but I wanted to see Duke go down so bad for some yeah. There's always a couple. And depending on where my bracket is at that point, I could be rooting for that upset. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Virginia Tech, Ohio State. Dwayne Washington and uh, Buckeyes roll over the Hokies. That'll be an easy game. That'll definitely be an easy game. Ohio State go to the Sweet 16. All right, Illinois against Loyola Chicago in the Midwest. Oh, man. Why do they have to do this to me in the second round of all things? I know. To Chicago, well, Illinois is probably about an hour and a half south of Chicago, but don't matter. Two Chicagoland teams going at it. Love the Ramblers. Love what they did a couple seasons ago. I would love to see them. If an eight seed upsets a one seed, I think it's here, but I'm not going to overlook Brad Underwood's Illini. I got the fighting Illini moving on to the Sweet 16. Now, it could be the lack of times that I've watched the fighting Illini this year. But I have the Ramblers moving on here. Oh, whoa! Yeah. Uh, and this is why I still don't feel that confident on my bracket, Tyler, because Illinois could just go on and win the whole thing. But, gosh, do I like this Loyola team. 
I don't know what it is. I, I, I don't like them, but they're, they're a great team. And they just seem like they have this extra chip on their shoulder. I don't know what it is. I, I just liked what I saw against Drake. They had no problem. I mean, the score was closer than what it seemed, and they've been brilliant all season long. And uh, Illinois had struggled early in the season against Ohio, and uh, they may just do the same here. And Loyola will make a lot of fans nervous on yet another run. All right. Uh, you have Tennessee, Oklahoma State. I have Oregon State, Oklahoma State. Yeah, but I think we might have the same winners here. I got the Pokes moving on to the Sweet 16. Kid Cunningham's a little too much for Rick Barnes's uh, volunteers to handle. I got the Cowboys moving on, no questions. Yep, I have Oklahoma State too. Uh, same exact reasons as you. They lost that game against Texas, but I was very impressed. Just the heart that they had and how close they ended up getting towards the end. So yeah, they'll beat Oregon State and shut them down. Uh, you have Syracuse West Va. I have yep. San Diego State West Va. Yeah, and Bayheim's run continues. He's done it before mm-hmm. to three seeds. He's going to do it again. Cuse over West Va. Yeah, I could definitely see that happening. I think if it's Syracuse West Va, I could see Syracuse advancing. But I have them against the Aztecs, and I, I think I got to choose West Virginia here. Uh, moving on to the Sweet 16, they're not going to go any further than that. But, um. Yeah, West Virginia, they'll just play sound, ugly games just to get there. Clemson-Houston for me. Did you have Rutgers? Yes, I did. Okay, Rutgers-Houston. I'm taking the Cougars, no questions here. I think Houston's a little too much firepower compared to the Scarlet Knights, and they move the ball too quick. Uh, Kelvin Sampson's Cougars moving on to the Sweet 16. Yeah, I got Houston over Clemson, uh, a game where you got a couple of bad teams squaring off against each other for Clemson Rutgers. Yeah, Clemson just uh, – this might be the biggest blowout of the tournament is this game right here. Uh, Clemson are just going to have their hands full. Now let's hop to the Sweet 16, shall we? Uh, Gonzaga against UC Santa Barbara for you up top in the West, and I got Gonzaga Creighton. And I got the Zags moving on to the Elite Eights. I mean, if this is Creighton or Virginia, I think it's a different story. But I got UC Santa Barbara, and it's going to be a good game. But I think Gonzaga is going to win by at least 15 points. Yeah, I agree. Gonzaga has just been way too good. They're, yeah, uh, that's really all I got to say. Gonzaga passed Creighton for me. All right. Uh, you have USC Oregon. I have Kansas Iowa. Yeah, and USC's uh, run to glory continues. I got the Trojans roaming on into the uh, Elite Eight. Fight on, boys. The men of Troy. That's a smart pick. I would have chosen them over Oregon, too. Uh, I got Iowa going over Kansas just because of the Kansas injuries that um, I I initially had Kansas there, but um, I'm just still not confident in them. And I'm not confident in Iowa either, but just for what they've been given. Uh, win against Oregon, and I think they can win against Kansas here and move to the Elite Eight. Down in the East, uh, you have Michigan-Florida State. I have Michigan-Georgetown. Florida State knocks them off. Michigan yep. out in the Sweet 16. Knowles moving on to the Elite Eight. It's the same scenario for me here, Tyler. If it was Florida State against Michigan, I would have had the same exact thing. But uh, I got them playing Georgetown. So Michigan, I think, ends up beating Georgetown there. 
and uh, you got Michigan State against Bama. I have Texas UConn. Um, I've got Bama moving on. I think that this is the end of Michigan State's little run. I hate to say it, but Bama's just a little too good. Shackelford's a little too much for the Spartans to handle, and Bama's going to just completely oust them. Roll tied into the Elite Eight. Yep, uh, UConn's run ends. <laughs> UConn's run ends. I have Texas beating them here. Uh, they'll just be too much. You, this isn't the UConn of Shabazz, Napier, and Ryan Boatwright. This is a James Booknight uh, UConn team, but uh, not quite the same. Not quite with the same amount of energy. To the south, uh, you have Baylor-Purdue. I have Wisconsin-Purdue. Boilermakers get it done. Boiler up. Boilers to the wow. Elite Eight. You got another 4-1 upset there. Um, I actually also have Purdue over Wisconsin here. Purdue has just been better than Wisconsin this year, and uh, I think they get the best of them yet again. And even if this was Purdue-Baylor, I would agree with you. I think Purdue wins that too. All right. Uh, Arkansas against Ohio State for both of us. He's moving on, baby. The backs in the Elite Eight. Moving on. We'll play the Boilermakers. Arkansas, one of the hottest teams in the country, moves on past the Buckeyes. My man, I got that same exact. There we go, baby. <laughs> we have the same exact Elite Eight there uh, for the South. Okay, Midwest. You have Illinois against Oklahoma State. I have Loyola Chicago against Oklahoma State. You know, I love the Illini, and I love them against the Pokes. Desomni is a little more, much more, and I like the matchup of um, Coburn compared to Boone. Illini, move past the Pokes. Got Oklahoma State here. Of course, beating Loyola Chicago. Don't, don't think they go too far. I, I can be a little adventurous, but not that adventurous. <laughs> so Oklahoma State better beat Liberty. Uh, <laughs> Because I'll tell you what, <laughs> my love for Liberty may begin to shatter if that ends up happening. So, <laughs> All right, and uh, finally there, you got Syracuse-Houston. I have West Virginia-Houston. Cuse moves on to the Elite Eights. Oh, dear heavens. Upping, wow. se- upsetting Houston. Wow. could see it happening, but I got Houston. Even if they played Syracuse, Houston moves on for me. Okay, let us decide our final four, shall we? <laughs> to the West. I have Gonzaga, Iowa. You have Gonzaga, USC. Yeah, uh, the men of Troy, uh, unfortunately, your journey ends here at the Elite Eight. Gonzaga is back into the Final Four. Yep, same with me. Same with me against Iowa. I, this is Gonzaga's region to lose. It really is. The, the teams that, are, that could dispossess them are going to be I mean, are going to be Virginia, Kansas, and Iowa if they even get to those teams. So uh, Gonzaga have just been so dominant this year, and uh, they'll move through. Okay, to the east, you have Florida State, Bama. I have Michigan, Texas. Oh, man. Uh, I got Florida State, Bama. And you said you liked Florida to make it to the Final Four last 
if it was last season, I like them this season as a four seed. I got the Knolls nice. beating the Tide. Nice. Yeah, well, actually, I would have had them as the champion. That's how much confidence oh. I had in them last year. It's a different team for me. Again, I still had them losing to UNC Greensboro. Uh, listening to you see how far they go, I feel a little less confident on that, but I can't root against my Spartans. Uh, Michigan, Texas. I got Texas moving on to the final four, which is what gives me worries about that Abilene Christian matchup there. I've had it in the past. I've had New Mexico. Remember when New Mexico were good way back in the day, they had the three seed against the 14 seed Harvard and they lost. So I could (laughs) definitely (laughs) see that happening here again. (laughs) So, uh, but I got Texas there. Uh, they'll play Gonzaga. All right, uh, to the south, we both have Purdue, Arkansas. Yeah, and be interesting to see what happens here. But uh, Eric Musselman's uh, Razorbacks are going to the Final Four, baby. Arkansas back, baby. Mr. Mr. Tyler, we agree yet again. Arkansas oh, let's for go. Me to the I'm Final loving Four. this. Yep, yep, yeah. And again, that's where that Colgate game scares me too. <laughs> they could outscore them again. I, I still have all the confidence in the world. Because Arkansas are a better team than Colgate. But those three fourteens just make me a little nervous. Okay, and finally, for the final region, uh, you have Illinois against Syracuse. I have Oklahoma State-Houston. And Syracuse's magical journey ends here. The Illini, for the first time since 2005, back to the Final Four. Yep, you can definitely see it happening. Uh, For me, if they don't get past Loyola-Chicago, they might as well go all the way. But uh, I got Oklahoma State against Houston. I have Houston going to the Final Four. Yes. yes. All right, so give me your Final Four. Just what you have, and I will give you mine. Gonzaga, Florida State, Arkansas, and Illinois. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. And what I like about this is it's just these random teams. It's not our Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina. You know, it's different teams. It feels nice. My final four is Gonzaga, Texas, Arkansas, Houston. All right. Your left-hand side, Florida State against Gonzaga, who is advancing to the final. Undefeated run ends. Knowles upset the Zags. Wow, that's insane. That is insane. I, I very much applaud it. And, again, I have them out first round. So <laughs> one of us is either going to be really happy or really upset here. <laughs> I have Gonzaga advancing over Texas. Oh, come on. <laughs> Didn't have the guts there to, to make that decision. I just am impressed by Gonzaga. And, and finally, Arkansas, Illinois U. I have Arkansas, Houston. I told you last time Ar- Illinois made the tournament as a one seed, they made it all the way to the championship and lost in St. Louis. Well, different town, different year. Different Illinois team. Illinois moves past the Razorbacks. I have Houston beating Arkansas. Okay. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it's another significant pick, but uh, both Houston and Gonzaga have impressed me to a good extent. And this is why I'm not confident about it is because these are two non-Power 5 conferences. That will give us a final. All right. Our championship game, Mr. Tyler Richards. He's got Florida State against Illinois, and yours truly, Gonzaga against Houston. All right, who is your national champ? I think I know who your national champ's going to be, but you might as well say it. 
you know, they say deja vu can strike, and this could definitely be a spot where Illinois could just come to the national championship and just completely fall apart and lose it again, like in 2005. That ain't happening this year. Illini raising the banners in Champaign, baby. Especially if it were against Florida State. I agree. Gonzaga-Houston. My national champion is Gonzaga. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, for me, I, just the most dominant one seed to me, it's not going to happen because Gonzaga don't do this. They'll get busted up somewhere along these lines. But honestly, in a year of such uncertainty, why not have this be the year for Gonzaga and have an undefeated season? Why not? So uh, let's give it to them here. And uh, Gonzaga wins the national championship. Mm. Wow. Okay. I, um, I don't feel quite as bad about my bracket uh, either because of the crazy stuff that you got going on. I got crazy stuff on my end. You got crazy stuff on your end. And that's what is March Madness without that? Honestly, that's what's fun about it. You'll be rooting for Syracuse for a long way. You'll be rooting for Florida State a long way. I'll be rooting for UNC Greensboro, who are going to knock off Florida State in the first game. So that's, that's, the, type of st- <laughs> that's the type of stuff that we'll be seeing here. Um, I know there's going to be some seven over twos. There's going to be maybe an eight over one. Nothing is certain, for sure. Who knows what's going to happen here? It's going to be interesting. Um, I feel like my bracket could go one way or could go a completely different way. I think it all depends. Definitely it all depends on that first first – on one of the first four games, because if UCLA beats uh, Michigan State by any chance, uh, I already lose a, a Sweet 16 team at that point. Same thing if, Syrac- if Syracuse loses any loses to San Diego State in the first round, I lose an Elite Eight team in the first day. That's unbelievable. Well, due to how ESPN does it, I mean, you'll have – that Michigan State advancing to the Sweet 16. But for all ESPN knows or CBS Sports knows, um, you have UCLA going there. So you, no matter what the result of that, I think you still got to end up rooting for UCLA. That'll be who you have going. Well, and what's nice about that is the first four doesn't really matter. So even if UCLA wins, I could go in and change it at like the last second, basically. Exactly. exactly. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Wow. Uh, lots of fun. Favorite time of the year. Favorite time of the year. And I can't wait to see how this bad boy plays out. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Richards, thank you yet again for joining me. Uh, We were pinpointing these dates for uh, the tournament. And now uh, one of our next dates to look at, of course, we'll be recapping this opening round. But our Major League Baseball preview show will not be too far away, as well as the NFL draft. And we got to bring that guy and Kyle McGinty back on. Unbelievable. Yeah, that, yeah that, guy, that guy. It's been <laughs> that a while guy. since we've had him on. Yeah. I know. It's been like four weeks, but it feels like forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, we got a bracket challenge going on for the podcast now. That's right. Actually, a lot That's of people, right. a couple of people have joined, uh, mostly friends mm. of ours are joining, but it's going to be interesting and we'll tell you who the winner, we'll keep you updated on who's winning that basically. Because uh, it's gonna be uh, it's, it's gonna be one for the money. It's it gonna be an be. interesting one. Like like we said, anybody can win this thing. 
it's up in the air. It's a, March is a completely different season compared to February. That's correct. <laughs> that is 100% correct. All right, cool. Mr. Tyler, thank you very much. Folks, we will see you all next time. Enjoy this tournament. It's going to be a good one. We'll see you next time.